So if God is a perfect consciousness, yeah. then to become like that is the best possible goal. Hey guys, welcome to the Rational Optimization Podcast. My guest today is Anza Bachwa. He's an artificial cognitive science and artificial intelligence student here in Tilburg University from Pakistan. And he has a growing Instagram account where he posts short thoughts about philosophy and life. And yeah, during our conversation, I found out that he strongly believes in God. And I really challenged him, um, especially like putting evolution versus his, his arguments for God. And it was super interesting, like uh, the connection between evolution and altruism and yeah, It's, it's so cool to talk to someone that is on one end that is so rational, like he, he's really open to rational arguments, but still really deeply convinced of God. We also went deep into the difference between something that feels good and something that feels right. And yeah, as I said, I really enjoyed this. Enjoy. Nice. Okay. Okay repeat your thought all right yeah so i thought instead of like in, in like formal deduction instead of coming up with a conclusion and then trying to justify it what if we come with premises because i'm sure we have experiences and we have like things that we know okay this has to be true you might not know the whole thing but you might know okay this thing just has to be true there's no other way and what if we come up with those premises so you give a few i give a few And then we try to see where they where they take us. Oh yeah, okay, okay. So we we come yeah we come up with what we believe to be true, and yeah. then we build like our actions from this or our. We basically, our build like a number of premises that we know. Yeah. Like for example, you know, you shouldn't lie. We yeah. know pretty. Sh it's pretty sure that that's not a good idea. Yeah. Or you shouldn't hurt other people, right? Yeah. It's pretty yeah. obvious. But we can obviously it's not it's not going to be that basic. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. would have like ideas that it's like okay, this has to be true, mm -hmm. and then we might get closer to any some possible. Then we see what we can derive from those premises. So, as a better way than just starting with, uh, like when when you start with the conclusion and yeah. like reason why this yeah. is true, this is like it might be. I don't know. It might. Yeah. Be, I'm, I'm just yeah yeah yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I also I mean I don't have I do have a conclusion as well. If you want to start there, but I thought this might be kind of cool. Mm, yeah, I think so as well. Um, how about ah, start start with your conclusion? So, so okay, if you if you think it fits, then sure. Are we recording? Yeah, we are, are we recording. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We just re started to record sure. in the first okay. second. Okay. So I yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I told you uh, for the people listening. I told them <laughs> that we will just talk a bit and then we start the recording and now we just started <laughs> right in. So um, that's it. Now. Okay. I mean, so I have two versions. One is more of a secular version and one is a religious version. And but they're the same. They're they. I'm just the wording is different. But it's just so it appeals to a larger group of people, and it's so it makes sense to a larger group of people. So, so it's your what you believe to be the right thing to do, or what you believe is the meaning of life. Or, or, I think I think or, these are the. I think everything is everything that's worth doing is some variation of this, or it connects to this. Okay, nice. And I know that's what you're looking for. Yes, because you use the word objective a lot. <laughs> I try, <laughs> and, yeah. and I think that's kind of what I what I had also been looking for for a long time. And I don't have the perfect answer, but I have this answer, and I think it's really close. Okay, tell me when. 
It's only got two parts, which is good. Uh, the first part is self-improvement. Mm -hmm. And the second part is being of service to others. And now if, yeah. and now I'm religious, I grew up religious, I believe in God. So my version of this is to, est to establish a connection with God and to be of service to others. So now self-improvement and having a connection with God are actually the same thing. Um, a lot of religious people don't see it that way. But based on what I've read and what I've seen, I think it's actually the same thing. What do you mean by, uh, how, how do you mean this? Like, because praying is not self-improvement, or is it? It, it Wait, should be. One short question. Yeah. The Christian God? Or Muslim. Yeah. yeah. Well, Muslim God? Yeah. Muslim. Okay. Okay. But prayer should be, it's, it's basically like meditation. It's basically a meditation. It's basically like a way of purifying yourself, but then spiritually. And the idea is not to just, you know, to do it without, without thinking, but you're supposed to like think and, and use that as a, a means of progress, basically. Okay, so you, wait, you believe, well, like praying is self-improvement because when you pray, you, <clears throat> it's, it's like meditation. And when you meditate, this is also good for I mean, there's different elements of it. Of course, you have to, so like, you have to believe in that there's a God that, that's going to listen. Yeah. And that uh, part is much okay. harder to explain, right? Like, I'm still working on that. Yeah. So, but then, so you say a lot of prayers, for example. I'll give you an example, actually. I have one here. Nice. So, um, I don't know a lot about other religions. I know the basics, but um, for Muslims, we say, we have, like, it, there's a structure to it, very... So we pray five times a day, yeah. and there's a, a very rigid structure to it. Yeah. Um, and you say the same things, not every single time, but a lot of the parts of the prayer, you say the same words over and over again. And the idea of that, for some people, they just think, oh, that, that might be useless because you're just saying the same thing over and over again. How is that going to help you? Multiple times a day. Um, but the idea is that these prayers are like templates, at least, I mean... I don't claim to be like the most knowledgeable on this. So I have to say like, this is my current understanding as someone who's 24 and still figuring things out. But there's a kind of like templates or buckets that you have to fill with whatever's going on in your life right now. And the prayers um, are designed to kind of encapsulate every aspect of your life. So first of all, I know that you'll, you'll like this one. Tell me. Um, so one prayer we say a lot is... Guide us to the straight path. Mm -hmm. Now, most, pe most people know that the shortest path between two points is the straight line. And that is basically saying, guide me to the straight path, to the shortest path. Now, every single day, if you're saying this like 30 times a day, every time you could be saying this about something different. It's just, this could be, you know, I want to bench more, guide me to the shortest path. Like, well, what do I have to do? This could be about nutrition. This could be about your relationship, your parents, anything. And now there are multiple examples of this. There's only a few that I'm currently aware of, but this is a good one. So that's kind of what you have to do. And when, once you take the mental load of actually thinking things through and then applying them, only then will you derive the benefit. It's not like just saying these words is going to do anything, although that does have some level of thing effect, right? Affirmations are, they do tend to work. But you have to really think it through and you have to take your time and you can't rush it. And it's obviously a very slow progress. But that's kind of the idea of prayer being 
something that guides you or helps you. So you say the same thing every time, but the context in which you think about it can be different, right? Yeah, and then there's the contexts are so huge that you could think about it your entire life and you might never completely get it still. There might be, there will, there will always be something more to do. And I think we can, like the gym is a good example of this, right? You can, you never really get there, <laughs> Yeah. right? You never get there. You never, no matter how much your nutrition is perfect, no matter how big you get, it's a, it's a never ending um, path. And this the same thing you could say about like the path to God or the path to that kind of self-improvement. But uh, mm, Okay. Wait, about this prayer thing. Um, first, do you pray five times a day? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you have like an alarm? Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then do you do the thing with like kneeling down in direction yeah, of Mecca yeah, yeah. and stuff? Yeah. And yeah. Like, okay. So you That's have cool. like a prayer mat yeah. and then you just, you do it. And then there's all, there's like, there's structure to it. And then there's also like a, you know, free play kind of thing. Like you can also pray for whatever you want and just talk. But there is a structure to it. And there are physical um, positions as well. And they, I mean, I think now now we know that the position your body is in, your posture affects how you feel mentally. And that is also a part of it. I mean, there's a lot. I, I'm very ignorant on this. I mean, I'm still learning a lot about this. But even the different postures that you have in the prayer affect you spiritually and mentally. And they allow you to access like different thoughts and parts and emotions of yourself. And it's very recommended to to cry in your prayer, to really cry, to, you know, to to bring about that, to bring about emotion. And yeah. Yeah. But this is like not not five times. Like you yeah, try yeah, we're that, not gonna cry. I mean hard. if you have to, yeah. you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um it's suggested that you it's good to cry. I mean yeah. So when you have such a prayer, uh it's like a there's like a fixed way of doing it. And then you have like a little bit of freestyle. I mean, there's, or, <laughs> there's yeah, different, yeah. <laughs> there's different like positions. Like you have yeah. different like stages in the prayer and every stage has a structure. And within that structure, you have some room. Mm -hmm. So you have like, you have to read these verses in this part every time, or you have to read these prayers and these parts. And in these parts, you can say whatever you want. And that's okay. kind of like that. And then you have different like physical positions and different things. And yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of supposed to be like a, that you're kind of leaving this world for a bit, that you're kind of like going into like a state of, yeah, almost departure from this like physical existence. And you're kind of trying to focus on your, yourself and, and God. And it's, it's, it's I don't, I don't think I've ever reached that stage maybe. It's very hard. It's a very hard thing. Even if you do it five times a day, you still think, well, by now you should be good at it. But it's still really hard. And it's like, yeah. But that's but now basically the idea is like the reason why I think self-improvement is the same thing as saying establishing a connection with God is because the way you define God is I mean defining God is really hard, <laughs> understandably. <laughs> But you have like attributes of God. So, for example, like merciful and all forgiving and, and things like that. And the idea is um, that you have to kind of take those attributes from him and apply them to yourself. And that's it's quite interesting. Like also when you love a person, you start taking their attributes, right? Kind of like 
when you really love someone. You start what with their... You start like taking their attributes. Like they might say yeah. something, you might start saying it too and you won't even notice. Yeah. True, or they true. might like a specific food and you might have hated that food, but now you love it. Yeah. And a similar concept um, applies to this. So it's kind of like, yeah, you have to... So if God is a perfect consciousness, yeah. then to love that consciousness and to become like that is the best possible goal. And it is... Yeah, and it is self-improvement, true. It like, is self-improvement. Because if it, this is if God is like the perfect thing and you strive to become more like him, then you yeah, improve. Yeah. It's like the yeah. definition of yeah. self-improvement. Yeah, yeah, true. And then you can't you can't only just be doing that. You have to help others. You can't just like sit in a room and pray all day. That's actually not recommended that you just all you do is pray. Mm -hmm. That's actually not recommended. Like you should you should go out, you should, you know, have friends. Are they not like something like monks or something also in Islam? Or because like that's Buddhism, I think. But like, yeah, they no, do in, do that. In Christianity, they are monks as well, you know? They're only in the chapel and pray. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, you have periods when you can do that, but you can't do it for like your whole life. I don't think yeah. that's recommended because the idea is to like, imagine you go on top of a mountain and you find God, but you never come down to tell people about it. Yeah. Like, what's the point? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you have a point to yourself. Like, sure, you found God, good for you. But, like, you didn't tell any other people about it. Yeah. So you're kind of you're kind of going against an attribute of God by not sharing uh, truth, you know, mm -hmm. or an attribute of a good person. So that's kind of, so you have to be of service to others. And another idea I really like is that you can measure, you can measure a person's connection with God by his, by how he treats other people. And that's a very good way to kind of, so like, you know, you see a lot of religious people that call themselves religious, but then they're treating other people like garbage. And you're like, yeah, no, <laughs> whatever God you have is not the God. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. What, what, what about people that don't believe in God, but treat other people good? Good question. I think you can, you, I think you can be moral mm -hmm. without believing in God. But to reach the highest level, I think that might be necessary. Because mm. and, and then and then from what I believe and what um, I've read, I don't think it's fair to say that. Well, you can't judge other people based on these criteria. Like, I believe in God. You don't believe in my God, so you suck. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't. You're literally not allowed to uh, place judgments on other people and their status based on what they believe in, because. Of course, a lot of people that might not say they don't believe in God would be morally superior in a lot of ways. It's quite, it's, it's quite funny because based on this definition, people who are not religious might be closer to God than religious people. And then, you know, yeah. So I think it works out. But at the end of the day, I think the main idea is to, yeah, you can't really judge people and you can't really say to other people that, oh, you're going to go to hell or something. That's like a horrible thing to say. And then, and it's literally like you you cannot say that to someone. That's it's really. If someone says that to someone else, I think it's kind of like yeah, it's messed up. I think so as well. But I know that many people that believe in God believe that. Like I I don't like I think in Islam probably also a lot of people. Yeah. But I, I like I come from a background of Christianity, and um, a lot of my friends are Christians, and some of them believe that. That like, if you don't like, Jesus said, um, <clears throat> I only know the German. Like, I'm the way. Uh, no, but he gets to the Father except through me. And like, uh, like I, 
a friend of mine would argue that this is something that tells that God says only only people that believe in the Christian God come like to heaven. And I think in Islam, like I think in, there's also like a similar also thing. like yeah. verses that say like only people that believe in Allah come to heaven and everyone else is like punished. Um, I think it's like I think I think it might be okay to claim that you have the best teaching, right? I mm -hmm. think that's fairly okay to say, okay, this might be the right path. But yeah. you obviously cannot force people and you cannot you cannot turn this into a monopoly. You cannot say, you know, we go to heaven and everyone else is screwed. Hmm. And you can't turn this into a monopoly because that is I don't know, I don't think yeah, it's not the right way to go about it. You have to like just because someone might not believe in God doesn't mean that they're like less than you or they might not, they might be better than you in way more things that you might not know. So it's quite it's quite like and you have because you, you can't live in a world. Imagine I go out with my friends and I'm thinking, oh, all you suckers are going to hell. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like imagine yeah. like imagine living a life like that. That's crazy, right? How can you function? <laughs> uh, probably you would try to tell all your friends how amazing God is. And yeah, you could do that, to, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they have to believe in him to not go to hell because you want the best for them. But why why do you think that this is not because i i think in the um oh shit how, how is the book of islam called quran in the, the quran, quran yeah. okay uh, in the in the uh, in the quran like there it says probably there are like probably verses that say that people that don't believe in allah go to hell i would I'm pretty sure like I all I know is like in school we once had to do like a presentation and I, I had to research about what uh, the Islam says about what happens to people uh, what happens after death and there was like some pretty nasty things happening to people that don't uh, like uh, that don't believe in Allah but I, I don't know maybe it's also there are different interpretations and true, true. Uh, it's interpretations. the same with Christianity you know yeah. it's like uh, or different yeah, I, I always think this is like a tricky thing to, because you have this, like in Christianity, you have the Bible, uh, in Islam, you have uh, the Quran. And like, do you believe 100% in this book or like, but if you believe like 50% in this book, like, why do you believe in this part and not in the other part? And this is like, a yeah, I mean, balance. I think that's like studying the Quran is something I have to do a mm -hmm. lot more than I do right now. And like that's it's a, it's a big task, and I have to do it. But I think with the right interpretation, I, I ideally the entire book should be true, because why wouldn't it be? If you believe that God wrote this, then it has to be true, and you have to find the right interpretation. For example, there's also there's people that believe that if you leave Islam, um, that you can be killed, and they try to prove this from all sorts of ways. And then that's that's crazy, <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. and then there are other people, the authors I read, that are like, "This is garbage. There's, there's that's never happened." And when it's happened, that was obviously wrong, and you cannot do this. And it's just it's just different people and people that say, I mean, I don't know. I it just it makes no sense to me when you treat people like that. How crazy is that? Yeah. And yeah. True. So you say it's like part of the. 
interpretation. Like if you like like like, so, like, yeah. like uh, it's it's about how you interpret it. Okay, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Mm. But also, like a lot of people, I think religion is also personal at a very at a, at a very deep level. And I think people should first use it to improve themselves before they try to help other people, right? At some level, you have to just use it as a, like, really, like, look at your own faults, because you'll have enough. And then to work on them, instead of trying to, like, push that onto other people. And it's quite funny, because the people that push their beliefs onto other people are the ones that know the least. Mm. And you can you can see that, I think, fairly often. The people that will really push it and... And, and try to, you know, convince other people are going to be the least educated as well. But yeah, you, but still telling other people, because you said, like, if you are in a mountain and you find God and you don't go down to tell other people. Yeah, I probably should. But also don't tell other people if you're not, or, or, or don't try to push other people to. I think it's, I think yeah, this, okay. I think the idea is to, to say the right thing and to express what you believe and to put it out there and then to let people be free to choose oh, what okay. to do. Yeah. Kind of like what we're doing. You know, I'm not going to convert you by the end of this, right? I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Give me good arguments, Maybe. man. <laughs> the door is locked. <laughs> but like, you know, I'm just kind of expressing like, okay, I think this might be true. I think this is true. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's, that's, I think that's the best thing to do. Nice. Um, cool. Before we go to the idea with the building premises, I want yeah. to stay on this a little more. Sure. So, um, why do you believe in God? Hmm. Ooh, it's a hard question. Yeah, that is. I mean, I, so I, I grew up religious, right? I, I'm from Pakistan, but I grew up in the Middle East, in Dubai. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not yeah. rich. <laughs> 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 Every time I tell someone I was born in Dubai, they think I have like four camels and in <laughs> a building, <laughs> but I, I don't. I don't. Not yet. Not yet. No, not but, yet. Yeah. Um, so I really grew up with that religious, and it's a Muslim country, so everything is religious, and you have mosques and everything is open. It's pretty cool. You have you have like mosques and stuff everywhere, and mosque really cool. is like where you where you pray like a church, like but the, like cross. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And I don't know, I've, I've, I've been on a similar journey as you of like, what should I be doing? You know, <laughs> like, it's like, there's so many possible future worlds that could exist based on the decisions I make right now. What should I do? And to me, I've always found myself coming back to this answer. The one I just gave that to find God and to help others. And... I mean, I obviously had like a phase in, in my teenage years where I was like, I don't know if this is true, you know, science, evolution. Um, but there's something about, there's something about suffering that brings you back to it. And it's kind of, there's something about real suffering that strips away everything that doesn't matter. And you find yourself coming back to the basics. And to me, the basics have always been to find God and help others. But yeah, this is obviously something I'm yeah. I'm still working yeah. on. But so yeah. you say that you believe in God because you found Him in in, in the suffering, or 
Because when I because in times of suffering, you realize what doesn't matter, right? So everything fades away. Mm-hmm. Like, and then the thing that doesn't fade away was this idea that there might there's a God, and I might need to find Him, and I might have to establish a connection. And prayer might be something that works, and and I'll try. Oh, I think it worked. You know, something crazy just happened. I I, I really sometimes you come back like sometimes you you pray and you cry. And you come back and it feels like something changed. And you could argue that that's purely physical, you know, that your brain, you know, because crying releases chemicals as well and you feel better. So that's obviously good. But then things outside of your control start to get a bit better. And you're like, okay, that cannot be, there's no causal relationship between me crying alone in my room and something else completely out of my control happening. Um, But the idea is that the more you... The more you like purify yourself, the better person you are, the clearer you can see God. So finding God, the pre the prerequisite for that is to really fix yourself and to be worthy. And I guess I'm still in that stage of trying to be worthy. Um, Do you believe God only shows himself to people that are worthy? No, not shows himself, as in, of course, he's merciful to everyone, logically, because that would illogically that would not be a good God if he's only um merciful to people that, you know, if there's a selection yeah. <laughs> criteria. But I think to be able to, like, really understand things, there is a prerequisite that you have to work on yourself. You know, you have to rid yourself of what doesn't matter, and you have to work on yourself. You have to practice, like, speaking the truth, being good to other people, and then you get to that stage. I think it might might be something like that. And I think I'm I'm still kind of on that, yeah, journey. I think it's a lifetime journey, to be honest. But... You get, you might get glimpses of it, but I think to really be able to like, you know, enlightenment kind of thing, it's like, yeah, you have to like really, yeah, really like polish yourself. And then suffering is something that is said to be like a polishing agent for man. And through that, once, once you act right, you might be able to, for example, someone who lies too much, um, might end up not being able to recognize the truth anymore, right? That's something a lot of books say as well. And I think now there might be there might be studies on this as well. That if if you lie a lot, because you have to first, you have to convince yourself of the lie first to say it to others. So yeah. you could argue similarly that the more impurities or the more of these things that you have in yourself that you haven't worked on, the more incapable you are of seeing the truth. So the first step is to just kind of work on yourself and see what happens. Mm. I get what you say. Um, still, the the thing about the feeling God and stuff, like I can, I, or, or like praying, crying and feeling like, okay, something really changed or God really did something. And even mm. like outside, like... Um, I, I really get that. Like, I was really religious as well uh, when I was, like, I don't know, like, till I was maybe 16, 17, uh, something like this. Um, and I also had, like, experiences where we did, like, music, worship music, you know, and I was, like, really feeling it, like, crying and, like, wow, God must exist, like, this feeling. Um, do you think that this could just be, like... A, You just said that it's like maybe physiological, but like just like this psychological 
confirmation bias like oh uh, or and, and also also if you have like you have god and you believe in him and then you have like hard times and then god is like something where you can say okay or you suffer and then you can go back and say okay no it's fine like god is there god supports me so it's like something um that gives you security in times of like suffering and um do you think this is an argument for god that god exists because like is i don't see this as like an argument for the existence no I, you know what you mean yeah i mean yeah there's obviously the physical element of it right like obviously something happens but then i think i think in the previous uh in the episodes you mentioned like if if evolution or reproduction is the only goal then why would we do anything that risks it right more more or less like that risks it that like if so the idea is that if like people that have believed in god before have risked their lives for it as well like i think socrates has a similar example where he was like teaching young people like philosophy and they tried to kill him for it and he accepted it that's kind of, i think that's the story like he died yeah, yeah, yeah. they make that's, him take poison true. or something that's, that's the story of and he's willing he willingly yeah. takes it right yeah yeah and then like but to me it just seems like if he hadn't found something why would he die for it because from an evolutionary point of view that would be like the worst move <laughs> you know mm. like why would you do that and then you have stories of all prophets that they're willing to die for the truth now they're like they're and we have enough history to prove that these are good people you know people like jesus they're good people their entire life they never lied you know they were generous they were wise they were good people and then suddenly why would they start uh, saying things that make people hate them and make their lives harder if if it was all evolution and if it was all uh, like for money or something then they would never have survived through extreme hardships but that to me that just feels like okay that's interesting at least that's mm -hmm. interesting so it's an argument for the existence of god that people are willing to die for it which would which is something that is against evolution right this is what you said like is an argument for the existence of god um, not just people but i think like yeah. I, like good people yeah, from good the people. past yeah, like yeah, socrates yeah, exactly. not like, just because people would die for most things yeah and i think that would be a bad argument in that sense but did so like socrates didn't die for allah right i think yeah the thing about so we also believe like that there's like all religions are actually talking about one god okay. now that now that really joins everything and that makes everything more every religion is talking about one god buddhism hinduism everyone was in search of the same thing mm -hmm. you gave it different names you know all that happened but everyone was looking for the same thing and there is only one thing logically you can't have you know multiple gods like because if a god is all powerful you can't have two gods that are all powerful because then now they're not all powerful anymore so the idea is that every religion is and has been looking for the same god um so yeah I mean, in that way it's like okay there's there is only there is one path and you can get to it and people have been trying to get to it in different ways and that actually helps you unite like with other people as well because like they could have their slightly different version but you still know okay you know 
So it's more about the interpretation of God than about like other gods are not. It's not definitely wrong. It's just a different interpretation. Like other other religions. Might be in, yeah. yeah, different interpretation of the same like phenomena. Because hmm. once you think about it that way, it also makes you more tolerant of other people because you realize, hey, hey, we're all looking for the same thing, and I think we all are looking for the same thing, right? I think more or less everyone is trying to just, yeah, find something. Yeah. And then that way is like it makes you extremely, yeah, more tolerable. So if we are to think that Socrates was was looking for God, um, and I believe in God, then I have to assume that it was the same God, right? And then, and all prophets, you know, it's it's it it, it kind of connects everything, um, based on what I believe, and that helps you actually respect other religions as well. Yeah, but. For example, like as a counter for this argument, like I uh, is that there are not only people that die for God. Uh, there are also people that die for their country. There are people that die for like for different causes. Sure, you know it's it's not only God. So maybe it's not that far from evolution that you are willing to sacrifice yourself for a greater cause. Maybe this has like some evolutionary advantage, and this is nothing so special that like really comes from God. Like if I understand you right, you said that as an argument for God, if people die for something, this is not built into them from evolution. And this is like an argument for why God should exist because this would go against evolution if people die for something greater. But maybe it does not go against evolution um, because people die for their countries, people die for other causes that they find like meaningful that are not god always fair right. enough i mean yeah. you could also connect it to god yeah okay you yeah. could connect it to god because you could die you could die for your parents mm -hmm. if that if you had to because that would be the right thing to do you could still connect it but i think it still comes down to like a higher purpose right if people are dying for noble reasons mm -hmm. um for their country Or for something like that, you could still connect it to God, technically, um, because people like that that has like. I think that still connects to God, but I think the similarity between all of them is that is something. Something outside of themselves, right? Yeah, yeah, that's at least yeah, that's that's yeah, interesting, that's right? Like it's yeah. something outside. That's actually one of my premises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the premises, it was like. Um, it one of my premises for whatever the meaning is, yeah, is it is related to being of service or to making a difference outside of oneself. So it, Why? it cannot just I don't see the point in living for your own pleasure. Uh, there's this quote and it says, I don't know what we're here for, but it's definitely not we're we're definitely not here just to have fun. For some reason, Just the mere satisfaction of your own desires and pursuing your own happiness seems worthless to me. Happiness is not a good goal to me. Yeah, I, I right? agree. Like, like the, the pure happiness, yes. Like Bliss, like enlightenment, yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. There are different types. Like, uh, But I feel like that only yeah. comes from something outside of you. I think you cannot only get that from um, fulfilling your like animalistic desires and just thinking that's going to make it better. Hmm. Mm. I have a counter to this one as well. Sure. Um, okay. So, I so so the argument is that 
there must be something more than just the hedonistic like searching for something that feels good you yeah. know okay so and and this something that you said is probably like helping others uh making a positive impact right um okay so i believe that yes it like like the argument for this was that it somehow doesn't feel right to just live like a hedonistic lifestyle you know what hedonistic yeah, means yeah. like uh hedonistic for people listening is to just do the most pleasurable thing like uh, hedonistic if you live like the perfect hedonistic life then you only lay on the couch and eat like drink wine and eat like sweets and stuff and have like uh, like the most try always to do the most pleasurable thing and um and if you ever tried like uh this feels empty somehow it does, yeah, right? yeah yeah but i don't think that this is an argument for why the meaning in life like for why an objective meaning in life should be not just pleasure because like evolution could explain why why just why, why you never really truly feel good you know like if evolution if at some point we would be like mm, now i have like all my wish my wish is satisfied yeah then we would stagger like, just die, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you maybe you would not even just die but like imagine there are two people like they are like emperors of like a nice big like two thousand years ago they are like emperors of like a kingdom uh, and they can theoretically have like everything they want like they are uh and one of them is like has like the the mutation of being fine like oh i i have like my wine i have like my wives i have like a good time i have no aspirations to do anything else anymore and the other guy has like his wine has like his wives but it's like somehow this feels empty i want more you know yeah. and the person that wants more is the one that probably gets more and the ones that probably manages to get his genes spread because he will attack the other guy and then take his wives as well you know <laughs> and his milk and his strawberries yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and um um so i i don't know if this was a clear way of no i understand it, but it could be an evolutionary advantage to not feel satisfied ever like when you feel satisfied then you don't do anymore evolution wants you to go for more but then go for more. don't we have people that are happy or they have things settled but they're still doing good for others is that i, I don't know i feel like it's possible though yeah, I mean, there's always a sense of like suffering though that's fair i think there's always a sense yeah. of like that's true but okay you you just said that they are are people that feel satisfied like as encounter like like that is maybe maybe it's possible actually maybe that that might not be true actually i think yeah. i think everyone has some level of i think like suffering is just there yeah yeah i think maybe it's possible to if you work really hard you can like override your biology like the buddhist monks that like yeah really really try to maybe maybe for them it's possible to be like come on a level where they are just satisfied and just sit and just be okay with whatever is but this is really hard and i think this is not our nature like you have to 
I think maybe it's possible to learn to be just satisfied, but I'm not sure if. I mean, it's not, it's not even productive, right? Like, <laughs> it might not even be entirely productive to not suffer. For yourself? Just for... in general, I think. Like, I think suffering for yourself is, I think it depends on what you suffer for. And maybe a new way of like defining this would be, what's the best thing I can suffer for and then to suffer for that? That sounds really nice, yeah. But the problem is, what is, like, what, where, where do we get this better or not better? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I've, I've heard you say this before. <laughs> what, is, what is better and not better? Like, of yeah. course, like, it, if, if there is, like, one objective goal, then you can say stuff like this, like, yeah, it's nice to, to suffer for something that's worthy. Like, uh, I also saw, like, one of your posts, you have, like, an Instagram account, yeah. uh, and this, this post was, like, uh, what matters is who you become, not what happens to you. Like, yeah. um, it's, like, but why does it matter, like, if... <laughs> Why does it matter what you become? Like you have to first define like something that is better to become before, uh, because like, okay, maybe it doesn't matter what happens to you. Yeah. yeah. But maybe it also doesn't matter what you become. Like, I, I don't. Yeah. But then if I, if I am to define God as the perfect yeah. being, then there is a ladder, right? Then there is a thing. And then, so if you define God as the highest point of all morals, yeah. Then the idea of what you what matters is what you become, not what happens to you. Is that you have to move in that direction no matter what happens. So something bad could happen to you, and you have to use that as fuel, or something good could happen to you, and you have to use that as an opportunity. And I think that's also like very stoic in a way, um, where they're like, okay, whatever happens to you. Marcus Aurelius talks about this all the time, right? I think one of my favorite quotes by him is like, "The obstacle is the way." What stands in the way becomes the way. Yeah. And it's like, no matter what happens, you can use that to move in the direction you want to. Because your brain has the ability to turn anything into fuel. And actually, my wallpaper of my laptop is yeah. the blazing fire makes flames and brightness out of everything thrown into it. And the idea yeah. is that no matter what you throw into this fire, it's just going to burn brighter. And it's, yeah. it's kind of an idea regarding... And if you define the objective destination as God, then this makes more sense. Yeah. But if you don't have that, then true, you it need, is difficult. You need a direction to say stuff like this. Yeah, this, yeah I do this think so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, with God, I understand. Because, but, but like, here's yeah. the thing, you have like, so you have, imagine you're playing chess. So the, the, the aim is to win the game, right? I think you have to kill the queen, right, to win? Yeah, the king. King, yes. <laughs> Sorry, queen. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> you have to kill the king to win. And you can't ask a chess player what's the best what's the best chess move of all time? That's not a good question, right? It always depends. Yeah. It always depends. So the idea is to get to the king and in every in every instance of the game, a different move would be the best possible move. Yeah. But I think what your question is is where's the king? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Because like this is also this burning higher quote, like like why do you want to like why why do you want to burn higher if you yeah, don't yeah. have something like god yeah. like like of course it it sounds like super nice and motivational and like yeah we want to achieve as much as possible and like uh uh use stuff as fuel and stuff but 
as fuel for what? Like you need a direction. Like what? What do you need fuel for if you don't have like something you want to like somewhere you want to go at? Like, but like that's my thing. Like yeah. with this definition that I said, establishing a connection with God and being yeah. of service. Yeah. So if I, I turn this into like a secular mode, yeah, it just becomes self improvement and being of service to others. Yeah. Now. Like to me, even if you don't believe in God, that still seems to be the best possible thing. I mean, what else? What else is better than this? Like we can talk about this. Maybe there's something better. I don't know. But like, let's say there's no God. Okay. Yeah. There's no God. What would still be better? Considering we live in this world, there's suffering. We have other people. There's good and bad. We have an idea of what's good and what's bad. We have a brain that's rational. Stop! 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 Good and bad. You just, said, <laughs> yeah. you just said there's good and bad. Yeah. If there's no God, why? Why do you believe that even if there's no God, there's good and bad? That's a good question. I guess that depends. Yeah, that does. That does. Ooh, I have to think about that. Hold on. Hold yeah. On. Yeah. Do you want yeah. to think about it now, or we we can also make a. Talk about this another time, but I have another question. That's a good question. Let me write it down. Yeah. Hold on. Hold yeah. On. What down. was the question? Like, uh, do, if there's no God, good? why should there be good and bad? Because this is like some a point where I really struggle with. Because oh, because then you would need a new definition of what's right, and then you have to judge. You would need a new criteria, right? Yeah, like there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What is good and bad? If if there's no God, there's no. I I don't have. I, I, I didn't find any reason for something being good and bad, except like our feelings. And our feelings are straight from, like, I believe that our feelings come straight from evolution, that they are something that is helpful for our survival, but that doesn't make our survival something, like, uh, this is also like something, it just happened. Like, it, there's nothing intrinsically good or bad in us surviving. There's nothing. Yeah, nothing, what's the point of surviving? Yeah, right? yeah, like, <laughs> for me, it doesn't matter. Like, even, like... If if you really see like the big picture, it's like, yeah, there's no. Like yeah, there, without a god, it's so hard to find like. Yeah, what is good and bad exactly, and that's what I'm searching for. That's <laughs> mm, good. Um, Could it be? Yeah. One of my one of my other premises. Yeah. Was um, the best possible goal has something to do with love. Why? Sounded cool. No, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. It's just, love is something that just seems like it's worth it in all areas of life, not just a partner, but with your family, with your friends, but of course, including a partner, it's, there's something about it that just seems like this is it, you know, this is good. And that's hard to like describe why, but it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy yeah. though. It's like. Yeah, this is... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, hard to explain. Like, but, yeah, lo lo love, like, if, if you go from your feelings, then suffering is, like, the definition of bad, and love is, like, the definition of good. Like... Or, but then suffering is not always bad, because if you love someone, yeah, it doesn't mean... Yeah, for this, this can be good, yeah. Yeah, because if you love someone, it doesn't mean you don't want them to suffer, ever. You want them to grow. Yeah. Okay. You want them to... You can't... Like, that's the thing. I think Jordan Peterson said this as well. A lot of people have said this. If you love someone, you don't just want happiness for them. Yeah. That's crazy. Because like, like, a lot of people think that way. Like, I just want to make her happy. And I think that's a good thing. But you also want to help her grow if you really love her. You can't just do everything for her to make her happy because then she's not going to grow. 
stop as a person again again now you're gonna say why should she grow up exactly <laughs> wow <laughs> you can read my mind <laughs> this is the problem why should why should because yeah why yeah why should a person grow there's no uh, no it's fair that's fair if you yeah. if yeah. you strip god from the equation i think it is hard for me as well yeah it's hard for me as well let me think though huh. Yeah, because I, I always felt like if you're helping other people, then what are you helping them with, right? Like, even if you're reducing the suffering of other people, then what do they do when they have less suffering? Because if everyone is just reducing, because a lot of people say that we need to be like, of, we need to help society. But what are we helping society with? Yeah, what is the goal? Right? Exactly. Like, yeah. if we're, like, if the idea is, oh, I want to be the best engineer who makes life easier for other people... But then what do those people do when their life is easier? Exactly. Just make life easier for others until we're all super easy. But then what do we do? Yeah. It's kind of the same thing, <laughs> right? This is, this is yeah, right? Yeah, you can't yeah. like, I don't, like just saying, I want to be, I want to help society. sounds cool on your CV, but it doesn't really mean anything until you have a direction, right? Because the idea, if there was a direction, then you could say, I want to help other people. I want to reduce their suffering so they can move in that direction. But if you don't have the direction, then you're just, what do, like, what are you helping them with? Like, there's no point of less suffering. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, unless, yeah, if, if you define that suffering is bad and, um, like, like pain is bad, pleasure is good. Hmm. Well, like, if this would be definition, then you could say, yeah, this is a good, uh, is a good goal. But then we know that that's not the case, though. Because if there was that? no suffering, we would have never evolved and we would have never existed. And we would have never grown. And there's a certain sense of suffering that wanted you to start this podcast. This podcast would not exist if this question wasn't in your head and that wasn't causing you some level of discomfort. So if you were avoiding pain and chasing pleasure, we would not be talking right now. Similarly for me, I would not have uh, started that account if there weren't questions I was struggling with. Or... All progress actually comes from suffering. I think yeah. it's quite obvious. Especially, I mean, the gym is again a really good example, right? It's a yeah. perfect example of like balancing suffering and then recovery. And then the, like, you get the most growth when you hit it at the sweet spot, you know? You do just enough damage to the tissue and then you let it grow. Yeah. The problem, even, oh, yeah, all growth comes from suffering, true. Yeah. But the, the, what are we growing but, towards? Why, why, why are we growing towards? <laughs> like, I can see, like, I, I, if you would bring the argument that suffering is purely good and uh, purely bad and, uh, pe like, pleasure is purely good, then I would try to debunk it. But now <laughs> that you are going against it, I can I can uh, still mention or argue for it. Because there is, like, I, I see the point. Like, imagine there's no God. And, like, where do you anchor good and bad? And, like the most obvious and most is yourself like, like, your you know, own no, your own yeah, pain right? yeah yeah your feelings like like what like there are things that just feel bad and there are things that just feel good and maybe this is where good and bad comes from like because it's so hard to find an argument for what is good and what is bad without god you know but yeah. uh from your feelings yeah this works but then like, you're just like you're kind of like worshiping your ego right but what's the problem with that like what is bad about worshiping your ego you know, 
I don't think society would, I don't think it would, it would, it would kind of just be a like, kill or be killed, right? Yeah, would well, it be that way? Yeah. What, what is, like, what is the problem about this? Like, they're, like, of course I see the problem with yeah, this. Yeah, no, 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 no question. But um, it's, he's not a killer, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> no. Wrong time to say not yet. <laughs> was, a, was a joke. Um, no, um, <clears throat> so, no, if there is, uh, we, we, if there is no God, you know, hmm. then it's super hard to define good and bad. So how do you define good and bad? You could use your feelings to define good and bad. So suffering is good, uh, suffering is bad, and pleasure is good. You know, or like what feels good is good, and what feels bad is bad. <laughs> so yeah. this way you could anchor it. And now you say that um, when you live like this, then you just massage your ego. But, but then what does your day-to-day -day life look like when... That's the thing. It can look... So like just because you think that what feels good is good and what feels bad is bad doesn't mean that you don't go to the gym because for me it feels even if the gym somehow like feels bad it also feels good like of course sure. like yeah, yeah, yeah. when i'm doing my three kilometer rowing and i'm like dying and i hate it it somehow feels bad but if i'm done i'm like yes man nice but then why do you feel good do you feel hmm. why do you feel good does it feel good because you know you're gonna grow Yeah, you're right. <laughs> But why are you growing? <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because I think that's an intense accomplishment because yeah. you feel happy because you're like, oh, I did it. And I, overcame yeah, something. exactly. And I, I work in a direction that I want to go. Yeah. And where does this direction? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're like, where does this direction come from? I think growing feels immensely good. By the way, like yeah, growing growing is something in all areas of life. Like even if you're like learning a language, for example. Once you really have your first conversation in that language, you just feel like, oh, damn, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, or you're with someone and you really start to understand them. It's like, oh, wow, this feels amazing. Yeah. Or the gym, of course, or just understanding a concept. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Like, growth feels good. Mm. Wait, where, where, okay. So the problem, but... It, this this could be maybe how your day to day look, look like because if you say I want to do what feels good and mm. we know there is like a what feels good doesn't have to be oh, like what feels good doesn't have to be heroin you know it what feels could be. Could, <laughs> could be could be but if you if you really want to live a life like if you say okay there is no God so I want to be as happy as possible in my life you know I I, Why? I, I, I want to yeah just because this is like the only like, This is the only point where I could anchor, anchor good and bad on. Um, okay. By the way, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I believe this. I just argue for this. Yeah, no, so I understand. It's, like, understand. Um, yeah, it's, it's an idea. So yeah. um, you just use your... <clears throat> you just have your feelings. Like, they are given, you know? And there are things that feel good and there are things that feel bad. So hmm. you just... If you have nothing else to anchor good and bad on, then you just anchor on this. And the thing I wanted to say is, if you anchor your good and bad on your feelings, it doesn't mean that you only always live the hedonistic life that we were talking about. Because mm -hmm. somehow, this hedonistic life is not the thing that gives you the most pleasure. Like, 
of course it's nice to lay on the sofa and watch a movie and um, eat like unhealthy stuff, but somehow it doesn't feel right. It gets old after like, yeah, it gets old way too quick. Yeah, exactly. It's like you, like you feel that you don't want to live your life like this. Yeah. You, you really like your body tells you this is not right. This is not how I want to live. And um, so even if you say like my only goal is to, to, to feel good, then it can mean that I want to grow and I want to do stuff. And it can even mean that I want to help people because helping people feels somehow really good. I don't know why, but maybe it's because evolution gave us the... But I feel yeah. like that's like the lowest form of helping people if you're just helping people so you feel good. Yeah. And that, then you're, if you're only helping people when you feel good, you're not really helping them because the moment it gets hard, you're going to leave them. Yeah, it, it would probably be better if you just tell yourself, I'm helping them because I want to help them. And then you feel even better when you help them, maybe. maybe But then you... you're like lying to yourself and now you're, now you're going down <laughs> the deep hole. But I think actually... Isn't this what everybody's doing? It, or like everybody that tells me I my goal in life is to help others. Yeah. I could argue, yo, you only have this goal because you want to do things that feel good. So and helping others is something that feels really good. And it's really in our evolution to try to help other people in our tribe. Like it's it's something that our body rewards us for. So we believe helping others is good. And the, the problem is if you, if you just say helping others is good, but you know you, in real life, you just do it to feel good yourself. Like, yeah. th then it wouldn't work. Like, you have to believe it for it to work. Like, so it's something that just like slips into your mind. That's and, true. and that doesn't mean that it's like, Yeah, and I guess for me it wouldn't work anymore because I thought about this so much. And now if I would try to, to live this life, uh, I, I would really have to find a reason. Because I, I agree, if you, if you say I want to feel good, um, I, I, I do, I help others to feel good, then it's not the same as if I, I help others because I think helping others is good. Yeah. Like, this is the difference. Um, hmm. Like, I don't know. I just feel like if you have, if your own feelings are at the top of your chain of what you think is important, I feel like that you might make the wrong decisions. Why? Because, well, feelings are a horrible thing <laughs> and they're very confusing. And like different feelings can get different actions from different people. And then depending on like what you could define good in a different, in a, mil in a million different ways. That's also a problem. You could feel good in a million different ways. Some of them would be horrible. And you could still say, oh, I felt good. Right? Um, I feel like once you have something outside of yourself, that helps you. It gives you another anchor besides your own feelings. So, for example, with the example of God, you could, you could love someone a lot. And helping them at this point might even be detrimental to you. But you do it because you know it's the right thing to do. And then even if you feel horrible and even if you had suffered for it, you still know that the thing that was more important was your connection with God and that this was still the right thing to do despite your feelings. And then it helps you override 
the sense of suffering. And then you realize, you know, hey, I suffered. And then you can actually wear that as a badge of honor. I suffered for the right thing. And I think that's like incredibly more meaningful than chasing your own definition of good, at least for me. And it doesn't have to be God, you know, it, it could be, and similar in a sense, it could be anything outside of yourself, you know, your country, your family, people you love, although all of those you can connect to God. Um, you can suffer for your family and that would feel good. You can suffer for someone you love and that would feel amazing. That would feel better than like really suffering for someone you love and knowing you made a difference is like a million times better than living 80 years of strawberries and milk and protein shakes. Like I would rather live 20 years and just die at 20 and had really like make a difference in the people I love. And instead of like a thousand years of like just chasing my own feelings, it's just everyone knows intuitively that this is true. Why this is true. It's hard, but everyone knows that I, suffering for people you love is just, you know what? I, say okay everyone knows that this is i i don't everyone believes this it doesn't mean that everyone knows that this is true like it's not the same yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not the same you have to experience it's, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to go through and, it and, and okay and maybe yeah you're right maybe it does feel better but then you still anchor on your feelings like it's just a different way of anchoring on your feelings you know no, it's you're not just anchored on your feelings level. though you're, you're anchored right. on what's right and yeah. now once you know what's right, if you have if you have if you have God, then you know what's right. And if you have your family, then you know that you want to help them. Or if there's someone you love, you know you want to help her, then you're basically overriding their their well being is more important than your feelings. And now you have a more accurate way of like, okay, what should I do in this moment? You know? I, I, this is just, this is a really good thought, and I I thought about exactly this thought. Wait, maybe I can find the the note about this. Uh, okay. Oh, it's in German. Oh, okay. I I thought about it, exactly this for like I once or like one and a half years ago. I lived with a friend in in the Alps. We had like a hut in the Alps. I lived there for like a month, and I think for one week I just worked on this one thought and oh, wow. it's exactly it's exactly this what you what you or not exactly this but it's um the the only goal of all humans is that to do the thing that feels right for them and to do the thing I like I, I was calling I, I remember it like I was like calling my friends and like discussing the exact formulation of it I, I don't even I, like I just translated it because I haven't uh, like translated this note yet um, so the only goal of all people is to do what feels right is not like I, at first I tried the the formulation the only goal of all humans is to do what feels good uh, what, yeah what feels good Okay. But now I I change it to what feels right, you know, like not now, but like after like a week of discussions, <laughs> because like my friend said exactly the thing that you said, like there are things like that don't feel good, but that feel right. And yeah. this is the like you, you want to, yeah, you want to do what's right, not what is good. Um, but you could argue that what is right is still 
the thing that feels good, you know? Like, it, isn't it that even doing what is right is doing what feels good? Because like the the of course, like when you have some something that feels if it feels right to suffer for someone else, it still like imagine you have a day where you suffer for somebody else because you know it's right it's the right mm. thing okay and uh, compared to a day where you just do something that feels good like you just have like milk and uh, protein shakes you know <laughs> and <Perfect>. strawberries <laughs> like, like, a day, like which day feels better like i think the first one yeah exactly exactly Right. Yeah, 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 I agree, I agree. So the first one, the day where you suffered for somebody else, this day you felt bad, but somehow it it felt better than the day where you just had your pleasures because pleasures are like shallow. Just yeah. just ple pleasures somehow. So I think this is the pro like if you have to really define what feeling good and feeling bad means because feeling good can mean or protein shakes and milk and strawberries, you know, and like TV, I don't know, on, on the sofa. Uh, this this feels good. But suffering for someone because you believe is the right thing somehow feels even better. But it, it, it also feels not better because like by definition, suffering is not yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> suffering doesn't feel good. So, um, so maybe we still do what we... It's not it's not wrong to feel good though. That's what no. we have to first first of all because like I agree. I think there's better and worse ways to feel good. You know? Well, it, they, yeah, so just because both of those situations, suffering for someone you love and protein shakes, yeah. both of them feel good. Yeah. But one of them is way better. We know it's better yeah. by some metric. Yeah. It's better. It somehow feels better. Like and the yeah. people who describe like People who describe finding God say it feels it's the best thing ever. Exactly. So now you can't like so feeling good is not the problem. It's just how how you get there or how yeah I don't know how valuable it is or how much how of a right difference it how right it how is how right it feels or how, yeah how right you think it is yeah how but right then yeah. that could be like very subjective and you could just think something is right but it is very subjective because so many people feel different things to be right you know like. Do you believe there's... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you do, because you believe in God. <laughs> I, just no wanted, I just wanted to ask you, do you believe that there's an objectively an objective thing that is right, like, or there's more right yeah, than something Yeah, but that's else? the thing. Like, I feel... I believe that the objective thing is this, but how it shows up for every person can be incredibly different, because it's kind of the same chess thing, right? You have to kill the king, not the queen. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and every move is different. So now imagine that chessboard is like a million times bigger and everyone has like extremely different things they have to do. But the end goal is more or less the same. But also something like love is something that's very, I don't know. A lot of people think it's quite close. Like different experiences right. of people. Yeah. And how they would experience it and how... If it's really right, if you really love someone, you know, not because they, because you get something from them, just you really just love them and you just want to be there. Yeah. Like there's something like about unconditional, that. Yeah. Unconditional love. Something about it that's a bit like. It, it feels really right. Yeah. yeah. Like this is like, hey, I mean, I would suffer for this, man. <laughs> like this yeah, is good. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I agree.
Like even if this comes at an evolutionary cost, I don't care about the cost, you know? Like even if this means like financial, you know, loss or um, momentary suffering, in the long run, this is good. But yeah. Mm. Wait, so we established that feeling right is somehow different than feeling good, but somehow also similar. But it's it's different. Like like we can we we can separate this too. We, let's say yeah. let's say let's let's define let's define words. Feeling good is having a protein shake on the couch and feeling and uh, strawberries fe and strawberries of course <laughs> and yeah. How <laughs> and could you forget, man? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, this is feeling good and yeah. feeling bad is suffering and suffering for something worthwhile Worthy, yeah. is still feeling bad, but it's feeling right like suffering for, for something that is that that you feel is right this is like okay those are the two words you use now feeling good and feeling right okay um and we humans try to f to do what feels right and you say there is something that is objectively like there is something that guides this being right like there there is some anchor that defines in what right is it doesn't mean that every human does the same thing because we're all in different situations so the right thing is something else for each of us like yeah depending but, on the circumstances yeah because yeah exactly we every human is individual so uh, even if there is one like objective goal it's it, it means something else for everyone because, yeah um i would argue that this feeling right can also just come from evolution. It, this is just like the ultimate feeling good or, or like there's something else that evolution gave us. Evolution didn't only give us the feeling, the good feeling, but it give, also gives us like the right feeling. Why is it giving us things? <laughs> why? why? Oh, yeah, I, I can explain. Oh, yeah, There's a pretty simple explanation. Okay, evolution, for example, suffer for someone you love. Hmm. This is an evolutionary advantage. Like, imagine there are two groups. I always, like, evolution, I always think like this. Imagine there are two groups. One group, they, are, they have the gene that they like to suffer for each other. And the other group, they don't have this gene. Wh which group will survive? The, I, I think the group where the people suffer for each other will survive because they help each other, you know? They are ready to... They really care for each other. They're not like... Uh, like I'm gonna leave those guys alone. Like this group is much stronger, and so. But I could argue that if there's two people and one of them suffers for others, and the other one doesn't, the other one who doesn't care is gonna reproduce, and the one who suffers for others is gonna die because he suffered too much. I agree. Oh, oh, that's, yeah. There are, I. This is. The like altruism gene is like like the the gene that that tells you to help others. There is a discussion about this um, on YouTube. There are videos. I don't know if you know them, but it's like little blobs that um, it's a guy that has like like computer animations with like little blobs, and he gives the, those blobs like different. Um, they are like on a on a board, and there's food on this board, and he gives those little blobs like different uh, um, characteristics and lets them like. Uh, reproduce and walk around he makes like experiments and he had like one experiment where 
um he had like two types of blocks bluffs one he called like called their hawks those are like like they are red and then there they are the green ones and those are like the duffs i think uh this is how how they how he called them and on this board there are like always like uh pairs of food with two two pairs you know and um imagine now um and, and he starts like with 50, 50 of those red ones, the ones that are like that want to take everything for themselves. Oh, tell me if you don't understand. No, like, okay, okay. And and fifty of those that um that are like altruistic. And he makes the rule. Okay, if two of the altruistic ones meet at like a point with two food, um they will split. Each of them gets one, and none of them reproduces because they have one food, so it's enough to survive, but not enough to um. To, to not survive, you know? Um, and if one of the hawks, so if one of the, and one of the doves meet, the hawk uh, takes both food and like the, the, the dove yeah. gets home, dies, the hawk has two food and reproduces. So, and the next day there will be two of him, you know? And, but if two hawks meet, um, then they fight and they both, I think he made like, they have both uh, 50 50 chance of dying or something because the one uh, of them would die uh, yeah, yeah yeah and also the like if they fight they, they don't have like it's not that like one of them dies and the other has like two food but it, it's like they would both use like energy for the fight so they damaged, don't have yeah. like they don't have enough energy to 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 reproduce and um and he made like this experiment and he had like different versions of it and for one he started with like a lot of doves, like a lot of the green ones and like a few of the red ones. And then the red ones increased, increased, increased. But there was like a stable point where it stopped because um, like there is an advantage of being like self-interested mm. till uh, if, if everyone else is like super altruistic and you're the one self-interested yeah. person, bro, perfect. <laughs> you're, in, you're in heaven. Like it's, it's perfect. It's exactly. But uh if and and he did the same as well the other way around and i think or has somehow this altruistic gene also uh like it, it always was a balance so it was never that uh there were only the red ones left um because there is an advantage of helping others like I have to look into. I can link this in the show notes. I will write so it down. It kind of and um, there's always yeah there, there there's is, always some yeah. amount of doves and hawks. Left. Yeah, exactly. And I think also if you think about yeah maybe it's right that there is an advantage of being self interested. But to what point? Because if you have a group where everyone is self interested, this group will self destruct. You know, true. Everyone will take from the others. This this group will not survive. So you need every group needs a certain level of helping each other. And I, I would argue that the best group is the group where everyone helps each other. But the weak point of this group is, yes, there can be like one hawk in this group and be like, mm, yeah, super yeah. nice that you all help each other. <laughs> I will just, like 20 I will food. just <laughs> take, exactly. I will just take, 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 take. But uh, wait, uh, the camera just went out. Uh, I will replace the battery. Sure, oh, sure, sure. wait, we are live again. So... Right. What I was saying, there is an advantage of being not self-interested. Oh, this was a pretty long mm. tangent. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> next time, I try to keep it keep it shorter. <laughs> but no, um, yeah. um, 
there is an advantage of helping others. And of course, it's not infinite and you should still care for yourself a little bit, but it's also not, not infinite. Like it's, it's also, it's also not the perfect strategy to always take for yourself because that's, you know, if, if there is one person you that always takes for himself, do you like this person? No. Mm, no, exactly. Do you like the person that helps others? Yes. Yeah. Do you want to help the person that helps you? you if you have a person in, in a group and you know this person just one is, is like, you can trust this person. This person will not stab you in the back. This person will always be on your side. I think then you will help this person more, you know, because yeah. you know, I can trust this person. So you help this person more. And Okay. And who will survive in the end? You too, because you help each other. Yeah. And the guy that always stabs people in the back is like, yeah, maybe it works for the first five times, but then the people know, like, this is a backstab. Oh, he just stabbed five people. Damn. Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> he just stabbed five people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, we have to stab him. But, but like, still other people will know this. Yeah, know? exactly. So, so even, I, I, will not argue, I will not argue that being self-interested is purely bad. You know, they, they are advantages to this. Sure. And... You can say can't say like one hundred percent this or one hundred percent this, but I think from my argumentation, you would agree that it's not in the realm of impossible that helping others can be something that evolution put into us. Sure, or, I mean, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, going back to feeling right and feeling good hmm. difference. Um. I'm sorry, I'm talking so much. I want no, to ask okay. you more questions, okay. but you spark, spark so some so really interesting <laughs> ideas. Okay. Um, this is this is a really good topic <laughs> about your your premises. We have to go through them, but I don't know if we make it today. But we try. Um, okay, feeling good and feeling right. So hmm. feeling right. So feeling right requires another layer. Yeah. Of direction besides your own feelings. Yeah, but uh, and this layer is more important. So if you get this right, your feelings don't matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, exactly. And but that doesn't mean that this is something supernatural. That that feeling right has a supernatural explanation or something. Or I think feeling right. But then. But then is love just like survival? I believe so. Based on this? Yes. It would mean this. Yeah, exactly. This is also like... That's grim. <laughs> yeah, it's super grim. It's quite grim. <laughs> but also, it's not because it is what it is, you know? Like, of course, we can all like say, oh, so sad that love is just a feeling, but still a pretty nice feeling. Like, Yeah, I mean... When you say, I get your point. If I, my argument just was the thing that feels right, maybe it's not right. It could also be just evolution. It's just evolution. Yeah, yeah fair. And fair. this makes everything, this takes away, like when, when something feels right, but you know it's not right, it doesn't feel right anymore. Like, yeah. it, it only feels good. Like, there's those. But then the issue is, like, yeah. I think there's there's actually research on this that your emotions can hijack your rational thinking. So 
you could like justify to yourself that this is the right thing to do, whereas you're just emotionally thinking. Like you just want to feel better. You could justify your, your logical thinking will be hijacked by your emotions. Um, I can I can find the the research as well, but you can you can find like like reasonable examples of this, like someone who, for example, has to is trying to give up smoking. And then they're going to come up with all sorts of extremely rational arguments for why they should start again. Right? It's like yeah. there's a, there's obviously just an emotion behind it of seeking pleasure. And, and you know, everyone does it. I've done it too. Like you just, you're, you try, you just want to feel better and you justify it using, you try to tr trick yourself. And that makes things even more trickier than, so now that what's right and what's, what feels good mm -hmm. is getting more intertwined. And then what's, what feels good is taking over what feels right. Yeah. If you don't true. have, yeah. True. It's that you've... So you, now you're still just doing what feels good. <laughs> you're back yeah. to protein tricks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not all the time. Because the protein is... Fair. But it's also like if, you're, if love is only... If love is only survival, yeah. then would you not love someone if your survival was at risk? I think that it's an evolutionary advantage to still keep loving that person. But what if you die? Then what? I think, yeah, maybe you die, but, but you have to think in numbers. Let's say there are 100 people and they love someone. And um, some of them are like ready to die for this person. And like, and some of them are not, like 50% are ready to die for this person and 50% are not ready to die for it. Or we can also make it like in shades, like the 100th person is really ready to die yeah, yeah, yeah. and the first person is like, no, <laughs> no chance. Um, who do you think will reproduce? Like, I think that there is an advantage to being ready to die for someone because of course, maybe if we make like really the 50-50 split, of the 50 people that are ready to die for this person, yeah, maybe maybe a lot of them die for this person. <laughs> because like maybe 30 of them just die for this person. Yeah, shit, <laughs> now you don't reproduce. But the other 20, they, they are ready to die, but they don't die. Because like, being ready to die for someone doesn't mean that you just uh, kill yourself. Like, yeah, uh, sure. it, it means that you take risk where, where you have the risk of dying, you know? So maybe the 20 people that, maybe 20 people of them survived and they also saved their partner, you know, and then they will reproduce for sure. And like the 50 people that are not ready to die, yeah, they go away. So the partner yeah. dies and they have to search for a new one, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's true. I mean, I know that risk taking is actually a good yeah. evolutionary thing because if it pays off, it pays off big. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's true. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm really arguing for evolution today. I don't even know why. How how this happened? I wanted to ask you a lot of questions, and now it was like one hour of arguing for evolution. No, um, sorry. That's a good topic. <clears throat> a question. Sure. Um. Um. Yeah, it's a little bit of a. Uh, yeah, it's it's about God again. Um. What do you believe is God? Do you believe God is, or no, like, is is it a man sitting in the sky that has like his own thoughts, or what? What is God? That's really hard. 
I, that's genuinely really hard to answer. Yeah. Because there's also like... That's why I asked. <laughs> there's like a logical argument that if God was so simple that you could understand him, then he wouldn't be God. But then that's also, that's not a good way to like dodge the question, right? You shouldn't just say, oh, God is too great. You can never understand or experience it, right? You can never ex experience anything he does. That's also like the wrong way to say it. I think it's something like, I think you can get to know God through experiences um, and through like working on yourself and through prayer. But defining God like a concept, I think, I have no idea. But how do you how how do you feel about God? Maybe this is a better question. Does it feel to you like like a person, like like a like some kind of better person, or is it just like something neutral or something that is super far away from it's kind human of like, thought? Kind of like an like an ultimate consciousness kind of thing. I think a lot of people who don't use the word God use the word consciousness. Um, do you know Eckhart Tolle? He's yes. German, right? Yeah. Yes. He's he he actually talks the power a lot of about now is a book of him. Who? Oh, that book is amazing. Yeah. Oh, that book is amazing. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting because he basically talks about God the same way we talk about God, but it's just the word is consciousness, because he says everything in this world is um, a manifestation of this upper, like this infinite consciousness. So then you can say, and then religious people have been saying for years, everything is God. But if you just say everything is God, it seems to make no sense. But then if you say, oh, God is some form of infinite consciousness that is all wise, and everything is some form of it, now it starts to make sense. And when, he, when, he, when Eckhart Tolle explains death, he says that we, are, we all possess a bit of that consciousness. And when, when we die, we are reabsorbed into the ultimate consciousness. And... As soon as I read that, like we have like, at, at funerals, you say a prayer in Islam. And the translation of that is, wait, let me find the exact one. So every time someone dies at a funeral or if you hear of their passing, you, you're supposed to say this. Surely we belong to God and to him we shall return. To him we shall return is a very similar thing as to what he says with There's the, this ultimate consciousness and you die and you're kind of reabsorbed back into it. But yeah, I think what is God and that's also something I'm trying to figure out. But I also heard something interesting on this where it was like a religious scholar was actually like kind of warning people that like people who are very intellectual to not make the mistake of trying to understand God because that might be the wrong way to go about it. That you might... You might lose your way if you just try to understand God like it's a laptop or a computer, like if, if it's like a concept in maths or something. That might that might not apply because it applies to everything here, all these physical things. But the same ideas that we use here don't apply there. So it was kind of like this thing that, you know, for the intellectuals who like to think too much about things, this is not how you go about it. This might not be the right way. And that was kind of scary to me because I had been trying to figure it out. And I was like, okay, maybe that's not the right way. And to me, like, so I talked to um, a Dutch person who converted to Islam. And, and he's a psychologist. 
I'm not trying to convert you. <laughs> it's <laughs> not me, by the way. <laughs> and, <Not> yet. <laughs> and he was like, and so I, no, I, so obviously I grew up, you know, studying. I'm at a university. Wait, so you, you grew up studying? I mean, you know, like I grew up like, like academic environment as well. Yeah. Right. So um, I always did not like religious people who weren't academic. And that kind of made me feel a bit like, okay, that's too much God, not enough science. You know, I always had that bit of a like bias. But this guy, he's he's Dutch, he's educated, he grew up here. He's, I think, got a PhD or something. And he did, like, I think 20 years of research before he converted. Just kept reading papers, and I was like, damn, you know, that's almost as old as I am. I need to call this guy. I got his number from a friend, and I called him. And he gave me a few tips. Um, and I was like, I don't know where God is. I don't know who he is. Like... I'm trying to work on myself, you know, um, like things have been hard. Um, I mean, I'm still here, but like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know where he is. I don't know how to find him. And he gave me a few tips. I think one of them was, well, prayer, right? The, the five daily prayers. He was like, you have to, you have to, you have to go at that. And um, one of the advices he gave was that to, to ask God to reveal himself to you. Um, and that's just like, he just says, just do that long enough. And you, if, if you see something, you'll see something. Um, and he also said, you have to find your, you have to find company of good people because that is an attribute. That is a, that is something that helps you, aids you in finding God. And that, that makes complete sense, right? We, we know that the people you're around, they, they, they affect you spiritually, mentally, in every way. And so if you're if you're literally in people who are closer to God, that will actually help you automatically. And that will that will kind of you know increase your probability of getting there. It's kind of like a like a <laughs> like a hack, you know? Yeah. And that was really good advice as well. But all of his advice was like in terms of effort, like you have to do this stuff. You have to do the stuff. You have to, you have to pray. You have to, you know, speak the truth. You have to be good to the people around you, even if you get nothing from them, especially when you get nothing from them, you know, <laughs> because it's kind of like a, you kind of get to say to yourself, like this person has not done shit for me, but I will, you know, I will, I will be good because it's what's right, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It doesn't. It might not feel good, but it's what's right, and I, it's just you. You keep doing that, and you fall off, you know. I, I do. But it it's kind of just, and I guess that's where I am now, this trial and error kind of thing to try to figure it out. But it's also another thing I should add is like, I don't, I don't, I don't really like when people think that rationality and religion cannot be the same. Um, there's actually a book and one of the, on, you know, on the backside of the book, it just says if... If rationality and religion are there, if there is like a contradiction between the two, there is something wrong with one of the definitions. So either your definition of religion is wrong or your definition of rationality is wrong. But didn't you just say that we should not try to understand God rationally? No, but it's rational to not try to understand him rationally. <laughs> it's rational to not try to understand him rationally. Yeah. There. I give you this point. <laughs> this is exactly how I would talk. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, 
Yeah, because like that's when I listen to people like that, it's like people who are academics, people who believe in evolution, believe in science, people who are scientists, and yet they believe in God. Those are the people I I, I listen to, and then I realize, okay, you know, this wait, makes sense. Wait, wait, I have to take the thing with the it's rational to not understand God. Uh, it's rational to not try to understand God rationally. I I was quick on agreeing. I mean, in the in the sense yeah. that in the sense that it's a different form of rationality. Maybe it's hard to explain. Wait, let me try. Let me form my thoughts on this. No, no, it's a good point actually. Like I, I was quick to to agree because it it's sounds exactly, cool. <laughs> it sounds really cool, and it's it's a way that I would talk. The problem is, I forgot to ask why. Like why 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 should it be irrational? Like I mean, not 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 really irrational, but. Maybe the previous example of like you can't understand God solely through reasoning, like we understand a concept or like a theory. It has more elements to it, but I think it. Yeah, I think it would still be rational to come to the conclusion that God exists once you once you have all the science and stuff with it. For example, one example is um, the idea that the universe is going to end, like entropy. So. If the universe is going to end for sure, um, that means it has to have a beginning, and then there's no real like idea for how it like begins. Begins absolutely. Yeah, but God is not a good explanation for this as well. I can argue. Wait before you answer. I want to. If you say there are rational reasons for why to believe in God, yeah, I want to debate you on this. We will not do this today, but today we keep on. Yeah, because I have to prepare. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I got well, to learn I have as well. to prepare yeah, as well. Fair, I have fair. to, but but we can debate on this. That's because, fair. That's fair. Um, like a rational debate on if God exists or not. And then again, we have um, to base it into science because I think that that yeah. that's what matters, right? Yeah. Especially for people yeah. at a uni. Yeah, yeah. So, but I have to like. I mean, I say that, but I have like very little knowledge on this topic as well. I have yeah. to admit, so I have to study as well. Um, yeah, me too. I have to prepare as well. Yeah. If other people want to know stuff about this before we do this, Rationality Rules is a YouTube channel that is amazing about this, like arguments against God existence. So it's uh, fair yeah. enough. Now I have a channel that I will propose. Yeah, and it's called Rational Religion. Oh. Checkmate! <laughs> if you just type that onto YouTube, uh, it's a YouTube channel with, um, you know, academics, um, but also people who believe in God. And um, this channel is amazing. So rational religion versus rationality rules. Yes, sir. And the debate will be on the <laughs> rational optimization podcast. Yes. <laughs> too much rationality. Too, too much rationality. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought about making a spin-off of this podcast that I call the Irrational Optimization. Just what's that? <laughs> yeah, like with Andre and some friends, just when we talk shit. Like, just, That's fair. Just the Irrational Optimization. <laughs> the other podcast. side of <laughs> exactly because it's a little too much rationality sometimes. Yeah. No, I like this. This is I really like this. Mm, um. Okay. Um. You said some things. I um. Uh, one thing that the the thing you said that you want to be good no matter how like you want to good to be good even to people that even if you don't get anything back from people you know yeah you you, you want to yeah this is a really good like just the fact that you say this and that I trust you you mean this is like 
is reason for for like like i want for you i, to I trust, trust me. i trust yeah, yeah, yeah. you you know okay. and i i want to like i would choose you about so many other people like if if i choose a person i want to work with i, I would choose you about many other people because i know that you won't stab me in the back and because this I is like, in God. yeah yeah because I, i have another layer that's protecting and yeah yeah true but i think there are also uh, like mark has it's a friend of mine he has arguments uh, he made it, uh, it doesn't matter um he like he has arguments for why acting in a good way is also good for yourself and it's exactly this if i tell you i don't lie and i don't like i don't lie and i don't step you in the back and i like i'm an honorable person and i will go above and beyond to stay an honorable person no matter if i got i have got or not uh and i mean this and i really like even if it's bad for me i won't lie then this is of course in this one situation this may be bad for me but overall it will be good for me because i will build a brand and people around me will know elias doesn't lie elias wants the best or mark doesn't lie mark wants the best and that way people will start like you you build your brand you build your you build like it, it doesn't have to be god doesn't have to be a reason for this it can just be experience that you always you know this person doesn't lie this person does the person hasn't doesn't have to believe in god to you for you to believe it but yeah just uh that fair yeah fair. but but for you i know because you believe in god this is a really also it's a really strong reason like there are other reasons to behave morally but god is god is a strong point yeah, yeah. but like the the thing is like would your morals if your morals are just from a point of like survival then would they stay the same if when no one's watching mark would argue yes okay mark mark would argue because you like you never know if something will come into the open you know like of course there are situations where you're 99.9% sure that no one is watching but you never know and he he would argue just stay true stay like you decide for like a rule like i don't lie you know and then live by it every moment like, not, like not, not 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 even <laughs> when when people like no, don't don't do like excuses because if you don't do excuses the compounding effect of this will be so much greater this is like his argument that this like the compounding effect of people trusting you will be so much greater and like the the worth you get from this is it's so much better than this one or two situations where lying could give you an advantage you know um but yeah because you I, you don't have to have this argument like you have the god argument and this is also reason why why i for example trust will trust you much more than other people because i know you want the best for you want to do good you know and this is somehow an evolutionary advantage that you have by not always but yeah fair enough yeah not always but the compounding effect maybe is yeah could be yeah um hmm another thing sure finding god what you said finding god is emotional not rational 
Mm, I mean, I should rephrase that, you know. I I, I yeah. phrase it this way. You didn't. Oh, no, no, I think no, because like, um, I I tried to rephrase what you said, but yeah, yeah, because like yeah, the, the the topic of like finding God is something I'm like working on myself, so I would rather not like yeah say something wrong. But I think it's just like, yeah, I mean, rationality like like it should take you to God. Actually, I take that back. It's not. Like, it's not, you can't get there through, like, logic alone, right? Or through one form of, like, the same kind of reasoning that we apply here. I think you have to have a different form of it or different level. But I think rationality also should take you there. There's also this quote. It's quite interesting. It says, a little bit of science takes you away from God. A lot of science takes you back to him. And, yeah, that's a good example of, like, once you really know, no, I think you might go back to it. Mm. But, yeah. Would love for you to show 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 it to me, um, because this is really interesting and impactful. And I th I think I know what you mean. So, rational, like you can believe in God because of rational reasons, but this doesn't mean that you understand God. That yeah, to to fully grasp the idea of God in your head, like you could understand yeah. two plus two is four. I think that might be impossible. I think that is yeah. impossible. Yeah, yeah, and that should be impossible. Because you can't, dude, we can't even understand each other 100%. How are we going to, like, I, I can confidently say my mom does not know me 100%, right? Yeah. If no one knows another person 100%. Yeah. So, like, we're already gone. Like, so if there's an ultimate consciousness, then, and we have, like, a drop of that consciousness, then how could we understand the ultimate ocean when we don't understand the drop completely? So I agree. that's fair then, right? Mm -hmm. Nice fun. Um, I really enjoyed talking to you today. Um, I will ask you my last question, but I want I want to do this again. We after the podcast we will talk about when we do this again and do, like <laughs> one our debate. The other point we have to talk about is also uh, the premises and building up because we didn't yeah, yeah, even yeah. start. I mean, this. I kind of like, got them in, but like it's yeah, still, yeah, 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 but yeah. but still, like to really go on to it but my closing question that i always use is um the question which book I would yeah, yeah which yeah. Uh, you know it it's <laughs> okay I, i can tell for people listening that don't know it um it's what book what youtube video what podcast like what kind of distilled knowledge would you advise people to read listen to watch and it's one thing it's not one book one youtube video one podcast it's oh no you have you okay have, okay fair enough Okay, let me think. Um, if you come again, you can say something else next time. I so can just no, yeah, use that it's, as it's a... It's no problem. But now you have to say one thing. What if I make a zip file of all the books and then, and then it's one file? <laughs> I think you have to come on my podcast really often. <laughs> and each time you can say something new. Uh, so that's let me think. So this book is called Revelation, Rationality, Knowledge and Truth. <laughs> Revelation, Rationality, uh, I'll send you the link to it yeah. right now. It's free online. Yeah. It's 42 MB. It's like very, a lot of pages. Yeah. Um, but. What is it about? Ooh, it's about everything. It's about, so it takes different Islamic perspectives on life. And then it talks about European philosophy, Greek philosophy, Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism, Zoroastrianism. Can't even say it. Uh, the question of suffering. So. A lot of people um, 
a lot of people, especially ask religious people, why is there suffering if there's a God? And he explains that with science. Um, he talks about secular views. He talks about the concept of God in people in Australia. Like the, he basically talks about the concept of God in a lot of different places. He argues that the true source of knowledge is revelation. So people who have reached a stage where they can talk to God um, through dreams or visions, that that is the true source. And even scientific discoveries that have been aided in this way. Um, talks about cosmology. Um, talks about entropy and how the universe started. Talks about um, if there's are aliens or not. There's one huge part on evolution, which I think would be very cool. I actually want to read this again as well. I read this a long time ago. I really want to reread this. Um, so it talks about the origin of life, um, photosynthesis and clay and how people were made, um, survival by accident or design. So that argues is evolution like this mindless creature or this mindless concept, or is it by design? Because we do believe in evolution because it's science and it's proven. But we think that it's evolution. It's like guided evolution. Like evolution is a process that God has implemented. Um, natural selection and survival of the fittest. Um, he also argues a lot of, uh, talks about a lot of Richard Dawkins arguments. So he counters them and genetic engineering and stuff. And it's all in the, with the context of science and Islam. Nice. So you're going to get both, like you're going to get like verses, religious verses, but you're also going to get scientific um, ideas. So I think that is pretty cool. It's a very big book, but you can just, you know, it's not interconnected in every way. So you can just skip to any chapter you want. I'll send you the link to it and nice. it's free. I will to put read. it into the show notes. Can you say the title again? Revelation, rationality, our favorite word, <laughs> knowledge and truth. Okay. I'll I'll send you the link as well so it's um, easy to find. Nice. Thank you very much. No, thank you. And this is really cool. I, like, I really, really enjoyed this. this. I could have kept talking for like, I don't know, hours. Yeah, time I is it? It's six. It's, oh. it's six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. So. And now, before I go, can I say one quote? It's my favorite 100%, quote. 100%. Some of my favorite quotes. Please. No, before I do that, it's like, this was really fun, you know? Like, and I was watching the previous episodes and I can see how curious you are. And like, it's, it's, it's really refreshing and it's really cool to see, honestly. Like, wait, you said something that I wrote down. Tell me. I really like this quote by you. <laughs> okay. Everything I've, everything I've tried turned out to be meaningless except searching for meaning. I was like, damn. Yeah. I wrote that down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. That's actually, that's genuinely really cool. Yeah. But this is pretty much a good definition of this podcast. Yeah, well. yeah I think that's like the, the subtitle, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, this is one of my favorite quotes. I recently found it, and it has to do with the idea of like being of service to others. <clears throat> it's quite long. Um, okay, it's by George Bernard Shaw, and it says, This is the true joy in life, being used for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one, being a force of nature instead of a feverish, selfish little clod with, of ailments and grievances, complaining that the world will not devote itself to making you happy. I am of the opinion that my life belongs to the whole community, and as long as I live, it is my privilege to do for it what I can. I want to be thoroughly used up when I die, for the harder I work, the more I live. I rejoice in life for its own sake. Life is no brief candle to me. It is a sort of splendid torch which I have got to hold, which I have got hold of for the moment, and I want to make it burn as brightly as possible before handing it on to future generations. 
I mean, that's good. (laughs) That's a really good ending. Bro, we do this again and then... We'll do this again. This has been a Rational Optimization Podcast. I hope you learned something. As you may know, I'm trying to make this podcast as good as possible. Like I'm trying to provide as much value as I possibly can in every episode to you. So today I'm not asking you for like a five-star review or anything like this. I'm asking you, could you please, if you have any idea what I can improve to make this podcast or to make each episode or to just make this episode, if I would do it again, more valuable to you, can you give me feedback? Like on Spotify, there are those feedback boxes and on YouTube, you can write a comment. It would be really amazing if you would help me to make this podcast as good as possible. See you in the next one.